0: Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin. We shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. They can tell us we're crazy, and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. Our society is complex, and we teach our students that they could just fix it. Go fix a military helicopter and see how far you get with that. Greetings from the greater Dublin area. I hope you are doing well. I hope you had a good Christmas and uh, I hope you're going to have a good new year too. So my name is Ryan Collins. Welcome to the Candy Crazy podcast. And I kind of want to break the fourth wall for a second and talk about the podcast. So obviously with new lockdown measures coming into place, I, I can't really have many people over. Um, for context, I winked at the camera. Um, I can't really have as many people over or as many new people as I, as I would have liked. So you're going to have to bear with me on that front. But I w- I do I am in talks. I'm in talks currently with a number of guests who I think are really, really interesting people in their own right. And what they do is very interesting to me. So hopefully... I'm not going to give anything away because I don't want to build up any expectations. I'll just let you all be pleasantly surprised when you see and hear voices and descriptions about what people do and who they are, etc. So, yeah, hopefully that's that's the plan. Like I do have guests lined up and it won't just be me yet again talking to uh, myself and all you fine people, of course, I will have or at least try to have someone in the room with me. Because uh, it, it makes for a better conversation, I think. Because like right now, as much as it is me and you just like you know having a chat, it, it makes it makes things a lot easier for me when I have someone beside me that I can ramble on to. So it's not like I'm just kind of going crazy by myself. And I also want—I think in episode ten will be the one where I start a Patreon. And what I want to do over there is just give you guys a bit more, like a bit more content. If I have a podcast that I think is worth recording maybe it has some controversial opinions maybe things are too explicit maybe i just want to share something with you guys uh, on the fly and have it only be like a couple of minutes long or a couple of seconds long Um, i feel like there is the place to do it and then we can build a nice little community and everything else can stem from that so hopefully that'll come in episode 10 because that'll have at least in my mind a proof of concept that i can actually do something and get engagement from it because I, i love seeing the engagement and messages from people about the podcast like it really is um not only a fantastic talking point for me, and like a great way to get to know new people who I wouldn't have otherwise met um It's just really cool to have a community of people who maybe not th- maybe they don't think the same way, which is even better, but people who are willing to discuss things differently and have different opinions and engage in good conversation because I feel like if you didn't do any of those things, you probably wouldn't be listening to this or if you are um i hope you're here for the long haul and yeah that's that's like to break the fourth wall and just kind of talk about what's going on, on the outside for a second um but yeah hope you all had a good christmas uh it was nice to have a bit of normality back in things because i feel like and i was talking to mave about it as well i feel like christmas was the one normal thing that we were all kind of looking forward to right it was like we knew that after suffering through these couple of weeks a couple of months of having to you know like lockdown and everything was like level five level five light whatever we had this we had this chance where we could see our family see our friends and have it be almost like normal like i went out to a bar i went on a date uh with me of course what do you mean uh to um farrier and draper is the name of the place if you haven't been there it's in it's in dublin it's in it's in town you should definitely check it out it's really really cool i'd love to go there when things aren't kind of as restrictive but it was so so good man i mean like we literally got there and i was like right listen uh cocktail and you old-fashioned whatever else fruity cocktail that the other young woman was having and i was like two baby guinnesses so it was like you know in wolf was really it's like i want two of these every two minutes and then if you seen him the glass keep it coming like that's that's what we were kind of like they ran out of whites at one point to make the cocktails <laughs> it was weird because it was like the next day we were lucky the day we booked because the next day everything was being shut down again and uh, i remember we asked for like a certain kind of cocktail and they're like oh we don't have the whites for it and we we're just like what what do you mean white and then I was like oh the egg whites to like make like you know the way on like some cocktails that pour like egg whites i think like on whiskey sour they might have them on some anyway but yeah and then it was just like you know every time you ordered a cocktail you ordered like two drinks uh, two other drinks and then two of the guinnesses as well so it, it was a good night to uh, to say the least but yeah that was like my, my, my little mini christmas kind of outing that i had and then also, like, town was really nice as well. I put up a video on TikTok that kind of got a, a decent chunk of views as well on the on the podcast TikTok. And people are very mixed on it, on, on how they feel about people being in town and stuff. Because town was packed when I went in for the first time, just to see the lights after they'd went up. It was packed. And I enjoyed it to an extent, right? I understand that people have a lot of different opinions on this but i enjoyed everyone like it was normal it was a good christmas feeling you know like oftentimes especially now as you get older things don't really feel as they used to right like when you're a kid there's that kind of magic to look forward to there's that as i said i think last week last week a couple of weeks ago about that christmas spirit and that is there when you're in that setting like when when everyone's in town and the lights are on and everyone's like wrapped up and you can see the lights that that's christmas and that's what it feels like and it kind of evokes that state in you again that you got when you were a kid and you knew that this was something, there was something more to come. And that's that's what it felt like. And a few people obviously said that, like, what are you doing? That's so irresponsible. How dare you gather in the city centre? Which is fair enough, right? But also, it's Christmas, so you do what you want. <laughs> Not even do what you want, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, the, the slice of normality that we were privy to over the Christmas period was very much welcomed i feel even on christmas day it was like it was like the one thing that didn't change was my christmas day because it was the exact same there was no like obviously like the whole country locks down on christmas day we're all just in our houses with our families so it's probably like the most um honestly the most covid friendly day we had aside from families interacting or whatever but yeah it was it was a much welcome respite from the pseudo norm that we've had for the past few months and obviously the vaccine is here now so people are getting that so I don't know how long it's going to be until things can go back to fully normal but if I had to guess I'd say it's going to be another year before like you know there's any air of normality until this vaccine gets widespread and listen everyone's allowed to have their own opinions on the vaccine I've seen uh, an abundance of opinions on the vaccine and like even my family is divided on the vaccine. You know what I mean? It's like some people are gonna take it, some people won't take it right away. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see and to see where where we're gonna be at in a couple of months as well. Because like we've gone back into lockdown. Uh, I didn't get to go to the gym uh, for like the last day or whatever, which was uh, disappointing because it was all booked up before I went to uh, went to inquire about that. But yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens at the end of january and like if the vaccine is rolled out and if people are up for it how how far it would have gone and how many people will have taken it because i honestly don't know what what like you hear one thing on the news about like how everyone's like well oh, can't wait for the vaccine i'll take it right away and then like you talk to people in person they're like mm, i don't know like i might i might wait a while until everyone else takes it and then follow suit like i said it to my parents if it was a case where i needed to go to travel or I needed, to, or not I needed, but it was advised that I take it if I went to travel, or advised that I take it before I went to a concert or whatever, then you'd sway me. I'd be like, you know what, sign me up. Uh, I'll take it. I'll do it. Even when I went over to Thailand, I, I, I got the vaccine, son. Uh, my friends didn't, but I was like, eh, I don't want to get hepatitis A from the water. Thankfully, nothing happened. It was all good. We They have they have these really weird like water dispensing machines in the street. No one uses them, right? And for good reason, because it's like, it's supposed to collect the rainwater, I think, and then filter it down, but it's literally like someone picked up turf from a bog, poured some tea on it, and then hit flush down the toilet, and that's exactly what you get, so we just kind of looked at them, and they're all like locked up, and we're like, you know what, no, not for us, we'll stick to our bottled water from Seven Eleven. but yeah, the vaccines, its it's going to be a weird one, it's going to be, interesting as i said to see what happens come like come the end of the month and how how effectively and how efficiently it's rolled out because um i know with the Pfizer one they need to be kept at like minus 70 degrees which is weird like i saw it being lifted lifted off the truck another truck that was like it was this big um say courier truck and it was just like this one small box had to be taken off so it'll be interesting to see how how they do with storing it and how they do with uh dealing it out and if there's any complications that arise from it or how effective it is and how people find the second jab and all that kind of stuff that you actually have to think about when you go into like you know making a vaccine i remember one of the things that um before like covid was anything before this was even thought of there was one of the what was it like a popular thing was talked about was the um like what did i say like in diseases that had become like resistant to vaccines Uh, there's a word for it that i can't remember because i'm too stupid but like, people were, like, starting to freak out about that a while ago. and um, I'm kind of curious about COVID in that sense. Like, if if you get a vaccine, how quickly will a strain adapt to, you know, kind of overcome the solution that is the vaccines? Like, would you be better off if you could? No. you might say I'm very laissez-faire about this, which is absolutely fair enough because I'm a young, healthy individual. I look after myself. So my thinking on it would be I'd rather get it and then, like, my fear about getting it would be to, that I'd give it to someone, you know? I would not would hate for that to happen. I would not want that. So I'd, I'd like myself and just be like, nope, not not for me. But I would be one of the people, and I think I, I said this before as well, that I'd like to get it, develop the natural antibodies for it, and then, like, be like, right, fine, I'm good. Like, you know, I don't need anything, I'm, I'm safe now. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. But um, it's very, it can be very divisive when people don't think the same way as you, especially on something that's so well i say publicized yeah it's very publicized and it's it's political and it's my tribe against your tribe and your family against my family and all that kind of stuff like it really it feeds on that kind of like you know in and out mentality or in group out group mentality and it can make people very divisive unfortunately and it can make you hate your best friend because they say something different to you like they think it comes from a lab in china you think that you know it comes from bats whatever you know um Yeah, but those those are my two cents on the the current issues of the day. And uh, also, a development that happened yesterday, which I'm sure people, again, have mixed feelings about, was the man that was shot in Blanchettstown in Dublin. And I have mixed feelings about this for a number of reasons. Because, one, I know someone who was hospitalized as a result of the actions of the individual in question, right? So it's really difficult to make any kind of commentary on this without making the same kind of what I say, having the same opinion as everyone else around you. Right. Because I feel like nowadays we're in our own echo chambers and there's a certain way you're supposed to act when you're in this echo chamber. It's like you're walking through a tunnel and the tunnel just goes straight and you're surrounded by posters of everything that's just the way things should be. And you can't turn left and you can't turn right. And if you try and even touch the walls, you're going to get burned. So it's really hard to have a kind of set opinion on these kind of things, and especially one that's different from the norm. So I don't need to tell you what happened, right? But but it well, just for, just for clarity's sake. So a man went into a spire, um, assaulted one of the members of staff to the point where he was hospitalized, and then the guards were called. The man then engaged the guards, they followed him to his house and they tried methods of non-lethal force to try and sustain him or sustain him, um detain him, should I say. And you know, the, like the guards in Ireland, they don't use guns for anything. It's not everyone that gets shot in Ireland by the police. And anyway, they try it. he came at them with a knife, and you know, they 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 just couldn't come in, they couldn't de escalate the situation. And it resulted in the armed forces being called, um, or the armed defence unit, and he was shot and killed. And I know people on both sides who were affected by the actions of the individual in question and by the actions of the guards. And excuse me a sec. And it's not easy to come up with with a, an opinion to take or a side to take because I don't think I don't think he can take a side. I don't think that you can distill the value of a life and the prevention of lives being taken down to a succinct opinion in an adequate way as to say that one side is right and one side is wrong. I don't think that's possible in this situation because whatever way you want to look at things, someone died and that is tragic. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um we don't I don't think I know enough to say if it was the actions taken were right or wrong what i do know is that someone was armed with a knife who tried to engage the police with the intent to either cause grievous bodily harm or to kill and i think if you go out with that intent and you can't be talked down then like what's the proper force like what's the proper actions or recourse that we can take you know, like how, how do you how do you deal with that in any other way? And I'm not saying that I wholeheartedly agree with how things went down. I'm not saying I whole, wholeheartedly disagree either. I'm just looking for the nuance in the situation. And there's aspects to it that we don't know. And now people are kind of signaling to the whole like Western ideal of like, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. But I really think that if we were so concerned about getting rid of racism then the color of the man in question would be the least important thing about him i don't know if that's like the right way to think it's the wrong way to think but it's the way i'm currently thinking because like i don't think it matters because a the guards in ireland do not use lethal force when they don't have to right and i'm fairly sure the population of ireland mixed with like the amount of discharges of guard of firearms i'm oh i could i could say without looking at the statistics again because i'm stupid and ignorant and all of those things that chances are most of the time when a guard discharges their weapon it's at another white person so anyway i empathize with both the people injured as a result of his actions and also as a result of the actions of a guard Shikana, right and f- like you can't you can't be too careful when it comes to these things because even to say that I'm, I'm, I am I'm I don't know enough is like, how dare you? How dare you not be on the side of Black Lives Matter? It's like, no, I'm not saying that. It's like that statement of Black Lives Matter is clearly so obvious. The statement I have 100% backing for. The organization on the other hand, I don't, okay? So anyway, that's my two cents on that issue. I feel like people can say what they want about it and people have, and I've looked at the comments and I've seen the comments on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And it's like... It's hard, especially this with the past year. Everyone is standing at attention, just ready to jump on anyone with a differing opinion or a controversial opinion, or anyone who's willing to accept and entertain the idea of nuance. Everyone's being jumped on for that, and I don't think that's right. First of all, uh, but anyway, anyway, onto bigger and better things. Hopefully, the reason—excuse me—the reason I wanted to make this podcast was because I've been reading. And for Christmas, I got one of these. I'll show it to you. Uh, it is a Amazon Kindle. Can you see that? That's pretty cool, huh? And uh, I was always kind of skepti- skeptical about Kindles because like, listen, I'm old fashioned. I love books. I love the feeling of paper. I love walking into a bookshop. I think bookshops are becoming seriously endangered of becoming extinct. Uh, I was in one at Christmas actually and it's so refreshing because that's how you find books. You pick up a book and you start reading the first few pages and you like just fall for it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to take this home. Uh, like I'm also reading book, like a physical book. This was gifted to me by my good friend Daniele. Um and also like as you can see I have a ooh, wrong hand. I have bookshelves behind me now, so they're all nice and colourful and you can see how much of a pretentious twat I am trying to get people to see what I've read and not read. But the Kindle is a fantastic little device because I never thought that it would be what people said it is, and they're like, Oh, just like reading a book. And it is just like reading a book, funnily enough. And I also like that it tells you how far, like what percentage you are in the book. So if you're like, you know, you just started, it'll be like, oh, you are 1%, 2%, 3%. And uh, as someone who's driven by that kind of thing, like th- that competitive edge that really gets me, it's like, oh, I'm only on 30% now. Hmm, <laughs> Got to buckle down and read some more. And it, it it will encourage me to read more, which is like w- one of the fantastic things about it. But it also looks like a book, which is fascinating. Um, <laughs> and it's just one of those things where you see people and I'm just like, no, it's a screen, man. How, how dare you say that? But you're reading it and you're like, how, how is this? What is the black magic that I'm seeing in front of me? But it's phenomenal. I love it. And I'm reading a book currently called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And I mentioned him on Instagram and like he liked the post that I shared. So it's like, ah, either his social media team or him are on the ball. Hit me up. And I appreciate that. And in the book, um, obviously, I'm a straight white male in my mid 20s. So the Joe Rogan podcast is where I spent most of my time. And he has gone on about it before and given it to his guests. And I wanted something to try and read on it just to see what it was like. And I was like, sure, I'll I'll give this a whack and see how it goes. And it's so far so good. As I said, I'm only 30% in, right? So I can't like pretend that I know everything about it because I don't. But so far I, I really like the idea that he has of it's like when you're someone who's a creative and your life is kind of dependent on that, on, on you not procrastinating, you kinda have to buckle down and Oftentimes it's really hard. Like well, not really hard. It's not like doing heart surgery. But it's hard when everything is on you. Like you know you could just do it in five minutes or ten minutes or an hour, or you could clean your room. It's like you know when you went to study for the leaving cert and like suddenly your room became the tidiest thing in the world? It's like it's kind of like that. And I just found it really helpful and so far really useful too. So he kind of talks about being creative and how when you have something forget creative actually when you have an endeavor that's important and it's something you know you should do could do and would do if you removed all of the excuses from yourself and from the environment around you, then you you'll be happy to have suffered through and come out the other side with this creative endeavor that you can call your own and he kind of says like it's a battle that has to be won every day you know when you get up to try and do something it's like something you have to inst Make a part of your life such that you can't say no to it. And he has this idea of resistance. And resistance is just another word for procrastination. A word which I had to explain to my mom what meant this year. And then maybe she kind of took a second look at why she was cleaning every two minutes. I don't know. Maybe there's something else she should have been doing. I don't know. But it's, it's really, really good. And there's a quote in it that kind of... It reminds me a lot of how I feel whenever I go to do something. Like if I'm doing something creative like this, it's hard or it was hard for me at the start anyway I remember when I decided to start the examine Stoic I was uh, an Instagram account by the way where I basically take quotes from different uh, inspirational and philosophical figures and give my two cents in the caption so what I what I do is post say this quote and in like the comments it'll just be like a ream of what th- what I think it means to me and how people can apply it in their lives so when I was starting that i remember looking at my phone and my friends um still do have this kind of top gym tips which had like a couple of hundred thousand followers at the time and i was like god how how will i ever be like that it's like that's where that's where i want to be when i want to hear i want to have that much of an impact and have that much of a like a mark on the world you know so i remember sitting in one of my lectures in, in college and i was like will i won't I? will i won't I? And I I found the name, well, I didn't find the name, We came up with the name, and I was like, right, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I just hit, like, you know, create, or create new account, and that was it, and that's all I took, and I knew the kind of blueprint that they had for posting and getting engagement and followers and all that, despite being around them, which is a phenomenal resource to have, by the way. And from there, I just, like, you know, posted a bit, and then it took me a while to tell people about it, because I felt like an imposter like I I, at the time and still I don't have a degree in philosophy I don't read philosophy every single day in my life maybe I do in some ways but I like I'm not well versed in the works of like you know uh, Socrates Plato Um, I've read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius um, fantastic book by the way for anyone who's looking to kind of wonder what you can do to you know become a better person one of my favorite things is um wasting no time arguing what a good man should be be one uh, make that as gender neutral as you like it doesn't bother me but like it's a really really good book for just e- like you could you could open a page randomly and find something in that page that would be like just inspirational or something that would resonate with you in terms of just getting your act together it's really really useful there's another one called um what is it um epictetus the Intridian which is, in Trudian just means like a way to life, I think, and what that is, is just, like I said, imagine it being like the Ten Commandments, but not as religious, right? It's just uh, a philosophy, and I think when we want to be something or adopt a certain way of living, we either look to religions or philosophy or people around us or, you know, to identify with a certain group, and I think that's probably more than anything what I was kind of looking for, because I'm not overly religious, but I do... There was, um I think it was last year I went to my granddad's memorial mass in December and I just came out of it feeling so refreshed like I was raised Catholic but I'm not um, as some people have called me before a Christian terrorist was one of the comments I got in one of my posts recently and um that was interesting but I'm not I'm not like overly religious I'm more I think I've said this before actually when I was with Maeve I think I'm more agnostic like I'm waiting for proof of something I don't know what it is but it's something I feel like you couldn't tell me that you knew for certain certain that there was nothing. Or you couldn't tell me for certain that you knew that there was something. But um, I, I've, listen, I've, I've done enough psychedelics and edibles to know that there's, there, there's different frequencies going on, you know? Maybe they're all in my head. I don't know. But it's possible, right? But I was looking for something like that. And when I went to do it and when I went to write all these things that I had in my head to say, I was kind of taken aback by imposter syndrome, right? And I felt like that I wasn't worthy of giving my opinion on the different sayings or quotes that I was taking and, you know, putting my own spin on them. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I was so embarrassed of the fact that I wanted to do that. And anyway, I persevered. And I'll read you a quote from the book that I found. Uh, And um, it just really sat with me because I knew that i felt this way before and even with them with the podcast with doing this i'm kind of like oh like i know this feeling and i know how i feel um when i go to try and give my opinion on something you know it's um how do i put it it's like do you know when you're speaking about something and you're not really sure what you're saying but like you're just going along with it because. You feel like it's the right thing to say in the conversation. I think my dad does that a lot. Anyway, sorry, Kieran. Sorry, Dad. You like that, but you kind of feel like you're walking on, th- on on thin ice. Like you're waiting to be found out. You know, and that's how I kind of felt with this until I read this book and this quote, and it I really resonated with it. And uh, I'll try. I'll share like an abbreviated version. He said, "Um, the of resistance is a battle that must be fought and won every day." Resistance told me that I should put myself forward as or. Why should I put myself forward as a purveyor of of wisdom? And he like it should be that's his ego. And he says, what convinced me to go ahead was that I was unhappy to not to. And like there's a, it's a longer quote than that, but I get, I gave the short version. All right? I'm trying to keep things simple here. And it was in that that like y- you might think that it's egotistical and vain and all of those other superficial things to go ahead and put yourself forward and do something that you think is worth doing. And that's fair enough. Like you can feel that way because I feel that way. Even doing this, like I, f- I feel that way right now. But it's worth doing because you know it's worth doing because you know what the opposite feeling feels like. You you know that you should be doing something because to not do that thing makes you feel worse. Like if I'm on a run, I forget to run, if I'm doing anything and I have an idea of like, oh, that'd be a good idea for a podcast or even like, you know, oh, that's a good idea to start a podcast. And then two seconds later in my head is this voice saying, like, why would you do that? Why would you start a podcast? Why would, and I think I've talked, about that before as well I think but it's like why would you do that like what makes you think you're so good that you could set up like you just have to quieten that voice down and take action as soon as you can and I know people say like oh you know you should take action immediately like always take action don't don't stop but it's hard when you're your own critic and you're in your own head about anything if it's starting to go to the gym and say you're worried about what people are going to think of you when they look at you doing exercises or if you you want to go to the library and you want to read more, it's like, oh, people who've been in the library, they've been there years. Why were they, are they looking at me when I'm reading? Like, do they think I'm stupid? Or you want to start something. You want to start a podcast and you the, the people listening, like you're going to tell your whole friend group and your family in the wider world that you're just talking shite to a microphone and a camera. They're going to criticize me and they're going to say X, Y, and Z. And that's that's how you feel about almost any new thing it's like if you go to college and it's your first day and you're thrown into this environment and you're looking around you and getting paranoid because like oh everyone here is in third year and fourth year and they're all phd students Ugh. like that's how you feel and you feel like an imposter you feel like you shouldn't be there and that's how i felt you know but um it takes a lot to break the chains of conformity and to you know take any degree of criticism but we have to do it Because otherwise, nothing gets done. No one, no one, Jeff Bezos doesn't rise to the surface. Elon Musk doesn't become who he is. And I'm not I'm not using these big examples to try and make some grandiose point. I'm just saying, even on a micro level, you have to be willing to put yourself out there to some degree worthy of the feat that you're engaging in. So do that. (laughs) That's my two cents, do that. But uh, I'm not saying everyone has to be like creative or a certain way. But if you are, and if you find yourself feeling that way about certain things, it doesn't have to be, like you don't have to be Casso, or you don't have to be Joe Rogan or any comedian or public figure or whoever. You don't have to be Lever Adker to get involved in politics. But it helps, you know, that soothing voice. Uh, hello folks. Uh lockdown, extended for another few weeks, but uh, don't worry, listen to me. You'll all be fine. Um see Dan in the George when it opens up soon. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have that voice, you don't have to talk that way. Look at the Hoolie Rays. They're doing bits for themselves. What i'm saying is you just have to be confident enough to take the first step and then you know what does it say uh in for a penny in for a pound something like that i don't know one of those sayings that makes things sound a lot easier than it is but even doing this like doing this by myself i've no known with me like I- i'm worried that yeah, i'm not even worried i suppose i'm just kind of anxious that like people like i want to have conversations with people and get people to come on and have it not just be me because i enjoy when it's someone else you know i enjoy talking to people and giving value that other like i wouldn't otherwise know does that make sense i hope it does but um yeah listen i mean i feel like all of that is just trying to there's a guy called carl jung and he's a psychologist great psychologist by the way very famous guy and one one of his kind of dictums was that we should remember what it was as children that made us happy and then pursue it, right? Something like that. I'm butchering it completely, but it's something like that. But listen, um, the whole point of that is to reintegrate what you lost as a child into who you are now. And the more we can do that, the more we can look back at our past selves and realize that there's something in there that we still are, that we're not tapping into, the better off we'll be. Because there's something in who we were as kids that, We just maybe lost along the way. We got drawn into the idea that we have to, you know, study hard, get a job, and then that's it until you're 60. And then when you're 60, you can start having fun. It's like, what? In what universe? Just have some fun while you're at it. Fun doesn't have to be going out and drinking until you can't spell or until you don't know left from right, which is, like, all well and good. It can be extremely fun to do that. But it's discovering something that you lost and finding out what it is that I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, like, you know... Go build sandcastles. I'm not saying that. Like, it's not it's not a, that simple. But I mean, like, find the aspects of yourself and the characteristics of yourself that you had growing up. And maybe maybe you'll find that some of them along the way, they meant something to you. And maybe more resonated than most. Or one particular thing that you enjoy doing is something that you've lost. Like, if you enjoyed playing football as a kid, why have you stopped? You know? I didn't play football as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> much to my dad's disappointment i played rugby for a while though um but yeah i mean i don't know i just like the the reason i want to talk about that this week was because a i'm reading about it and b i understand what it feels like to have that feeling of anxiety and uncertainty and everything else hanging over you that tells you not to do something even though you have the idea that that's something you want to do and i hate to sound too rah-rah about things like as as much as i'm here for that 100 percent I understand that there's a practical element and aspect of things as well that like there's a limiting factor of money there's a limiting factor of time there's a limiting factor of age and whatever the case is I'm just saying that if you have an idea or feelings like that sometimes where you know you have this like momentary inspiration to go and do something or to start something or to develop something I don't know what it is like what are, if it's a skill a hobby something you want to pick up find off that resistance that comes to you because you don't know what the rewards are yet. All you know is that in the moment, you're going to have to sacrifice some time, maybe some money, but that's it. And it's it's like, if you do the lotto, you can surely take some time to invest in yourself, right? If you are putting 14 or seven or 350 euro into taking a shot at something that you have a minuscule chance of succeeding at, why wouldn't you do the same for anything that, you know? popped into your head and made you think oh that'd be great it's like why wouldn't you put put the time in to develop whatever that is is what i'm trying to say and yeah all of that from getting a kindles for christmas so anyway folks uh i hope that was informative not too controversial i'm just like i'm, I'm just trying to live my life here i'm trying to give you guys some some content for the week and just another opinion and the voice to have and i do enjoy these conversations we have just you and me you know um but yeah thank you so much for listening I hope it was, listen, whatever you do, however your new year goes, I know you might have resolutions and things you want to do, but if you ever get the voice that pops into your head and tells you that there's something you feel like you should do or that you want to do, just listen to it for about two minutes, right? Don't get bogged down in thinking, what are people going to think or what am I going to think or why would I do that? That's stupid. Just go with it for about a week or a month and see how you get on because, again, you don't know what's on the other side of it. Like, it could just be, like... I'm not even saying success. I'm not saying monetary things. I'm just saying like it could be happiness. It could be something that you're happy about. And I think um, we use January 1st as a start date for things. We use it as like, you know, it's, it's something. It's, it's, it's it, like a day is suddenly different on the 1st of January. It's like every day is seen through a new lens until it's not, you know. But if that works for you and if January 1st is like the, the marker in your mind that you need to get things moving and start something... By all means, like take it by the balls and run with it, because tenure first comes once a year, you know. And we've had a, we've had about as weird as a year as we can have. So, whatever it is you want to do, if whatever it is that you think will make you happy, or you know, if there's a, I'll use the Pareto principle. If there's something in your life that's say you spend twenty percent of your time doing that results in eighty percent of the unpleasantness, just get rid of it, right? Just do something for yourself this year because no one else is going to. Or at least we don't know when we we'll to get a chance to you know, take up something wildly adventurous. So if you get something that comes into your head, if there's something that you want to do, something that you feel like you should do, you could do and you would do that would benefit you now and in the future and make you happier, run with it. Please. And that is all I will say for this week. Uh, I hope to join you next week or the week after. Very soon, either way with a guest hopefully and then we can have a more interesting conversation and it won't just be me and you although i have enjoyed our time together so listen if you want to see more of the podcast do uh follow it on spotify and itunes wherever you get your podcast rate those five stars leave me a comment follow me on instagram at kind of crazy podcast or real or cjc and i think that's all i've got so thank you for listening have a good day and i will chat to you later